Hey everyone, welcome to podcast number 74 presented by Five Pin Universe. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to introduce a few things here before we get on with our podcast. Um, I'd like to thank all the patrons once again for uh, supporting us and All Star Bowling Sales for sponsoring the weekly podcasts. Uh, just going to throw up on the screen here our patrons. And I did see Cindy, you just became a patron. So shout out to you. I'll update it for the future ones. But once again, just thanks, guys. Um, you can join for as little as $2 a month. And we are going to be doing very soon some instructional videos and some promo stuff and throwing up on patreon.com slash 5pinuniverse. All right. We have our regular panelists, the Wiseman twins, Tim and Dexter. Thanks, guys, for being with us for 74 <laughs> episodes. Uh, pretty crazy what we've been uh, putting thanks through. Thanks for everyone this. putting up with us. Yeah, no doubt, eh? Um, so as people know, Adam has uh, stepped back and is no longer a panelist on our podcast, but uh, we'd like to thank him for his many episodes of uh, information he's provided us. And uh, we have a new podcast panelist joining us, and he's going to be hosting this week's episode and uh, put us through the ringer as guests. And uh, nobody guessed him. But really, I didn't give too many hints that you could have guessed them anyways. But uh, we can't thank him enough for joining us. And he has lots of great ideas. And looking forward to it. Mr. Daryl Bradley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey, hey man. Happy to be here. I finally, you know, just forced my way on. <laughs> Why don't you guys have me on? I'm going to help. I'm going to come. <laughs> You're you're a great addition, almost yeah. as good as the addition of what was that new like kind of raunchy music you had at the start of this? I know, man. <laughs> it's like, wow, what around. kind of set are we on? <laughs> First audio I could find that was free, and uh, I could utilize in our uh, countdown. So uh, if yeah. you didn't like it, I'll just update it. Later. I I thoroughly enjoyed it, <laughs> and that's the problem though. You might have. <laughs> Easy there, Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to let uh, Daryl run away with this, and we're going to become the guests for this week. Um, Daryl, take it away. Well, hey, boys. Well, let's do it, hey? <laughs> uh, no, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to you know getting involved with the fellas, and you've done a great job so far. And you know me. I like to ask lots of questions and get involved and got my hands in a few different pots. So you know what? Uh, we're going to we're going to jump in and, and help the boys out but first you got to see the old shirt here the db's wearing eh everybody yeah. remember this one the old yeah. edmonton shirt yeah, yeah. 1997 yeah. you know rookie year running around sure park as my you know the edmonton five pin the old edmonton on the back so yeah yeah we might pull out a few uh shirts throughout this to, to test them out so i i miss those shirts they're, is it is it full button up too? Oh yeah, the full button. Yeah. I got a couple of uh, alcohol stains on them. From, I think I used to wear them uh, to my bartending days. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Horse. I'd wear this yeah. one and the uh, the master's shirt uh, to the bartending days. And it's, I love it. Uh, yeah, classy, right? So yeah. <laughs> I'm set up. You know, I've got the World Series on next to me here. You know, I got the the agenda. I got I got some note pages for you here. So we're we're in yeah. for a treat. We got a couple yeah. of new segments we're going to talk about. We got a a little snippet, a little teaser. Carrie's excited to show. So 
yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a fun day out there, everybody. No, nothing um, to do with the music. Nothing to and, do with the music. Nothing, yeah. And we have we're gonna have auction a shirt off today too. Yeah, that's a which year. Might, which might have something to do with the music. Oh. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys a little bit nervous about some of my uh, some new questions or what? What, what do well, we yeah. think? You might be. You can't rattle me, man. You can't rattle me. <laughs> I don't know. We were. We were texting pretty much earlier, and uh, Daryl was giving some ideas, and you guys were giving the oh fucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a few episodes, and I've seen the uh, the the roulette wheel, the rule board roulette. I like that one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we got yeah. we had another one called New. It's me. What's the What's your score? Yikes. Well, we'll, uh, we'll have some fun. But hey, let's first talk about uh, the tournament that we guys just had. Um, Dexter and Carrie, I know you guys both were down at the Autumn Open celebration. Uh, a little, obviously, modified Autumn Open from the, one of the WCBT events. Tell us a little bit about the experience. I know that they originally wanted to have 48 people, but you didn't get to 48 for the entry, so it's 34. Uh, Carrie, tell me about, about um, the format there. Um, yeah, so it pretty much followed the exact same format as the Autumn Open, um, besides the top 40 um, eight-game qualifier. So they did... Obviously, only 34 players played an eight-game set, and the top 16 moved on to the Sunday 16s, which is iconic in our five-pin bowling game. Um, it's been around forever, 47 years, I do believe. Nice. Um, and the the atmosphere was unreal. Um, a lot of a lot of great players were down there, and some locals. But um, kind of going with like the whole COVID scheme or whatever, I actually felt a lot. Um, safer healthier in that atmosphere than yeah. i do going to the local grocery store or any of that stuff everybody was wearing masks sanitizing staying away from each other yeah it was uh really good i mean nice from a tournament i mean you don't some shifts are usually 60 people right so you are kind of you know busy in the pit sometimes or sitting area and you know paradise doesn't have a huge room so it would have felt like you said comfortable for 35 people and you just have an eight game qualifying um what was the what was the qualifying average for the top 16 that's a great question uh, i'm gonna say it was like 1940 or okay. something like that i think it was 245 i think dexter okay. barely squeaked in i remember i did yeah i did i was like what is he doing he sucks man no i i had just as i had more fun than i had points <laughs> well, I was one of those ones but yeah <laughs> That's fine. I'll I'll make the cut still. I'll, don't worry. No, just coast yeah. in there with an easy two thousand. Right? It was panic moment uh, partway through game eight, but uh, he he pulled it through. <laughs> well, I, I I supported the local business very well. Good job. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure in the eight games I had you know four tall boys, three doubles, yeah. and wow. a couple of shots of fireball. So yeah, you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have heard the end of it if he didn't make the cut. So. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Holdsworth, his last game. We've seen the videos go through. Uh, last game of qualifying, eighth game, right? 11 bagger and still threw a bomb in 12, but got tapped on it. Or just, yeah, that must have been fun in the in the atmosphere or what? Oh, it, it was awesome. Uh, Dexter doesn't probably remember the shots, but. Uh, That's not else, true. I remember. Up for it, that's for sure. I remember trying to give air high fives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was giving you the air high fuck you. <laughs> host, I gotta have a jar. Do I have a jar? Pardon me. We should. Host, we should. Have at your host. No worries. No worries. Jar. No, okay, we're good. 
Um, but then, so on the Sunday, you're into the traditional, you know, like you said, Kerry, 15 game roll off, bonus 50 points for the winner. Um, you had still some good matches and good people, and obviously, congratulations yeah. to Trevor Tom mm-hmm. uh, for winning that. Right, uh, new young up and comer with the a bunch of these young guys, and it's just great to see him, you know, shooting well too. Um, how did that go, Dexter? How was your Sunday? Uh, yeah, first of all, Trevor Tom played great. I mean, he averaged 280, and uh, yeah, he he looked super solid all day. I want to say that I'm one of five people that beat him, so you know, suck at uh, Trevor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it was it was definitely a struggle for me. Um, it took a long time. I got I got pretty frustrated. Uh, for the first, I'm gonna say eight nine games because I was, I was pounding pocket pretty good and I was getting absolutely destroyed. Corners, corner, corner, yeah. corner, corner, and it didn't matter to to what I did. I played right side, I played left side, I played up the middle. I moved up, I changed balls. It didn't, it didn't matter where I hit. I was just getting destroyed for corners. And then uh, it was game nine or so. I I moved all the way to the very back of the approach, and then all of a sudden everything went. So. Uh, it got better at that point, um, but it was too little, too late. I think I just I lost too many matches. I think I went five yeah. for five and ten, um, but I mean I ended up coming back and averaging two seventy. But I needed to win matches along the way. So yeah, you needed fifty. Um, it was it was a struggle, but uh, it was super fun. It was really good. Good, mm-hmm. Gary. How did you? How was your Sunday, Gary? You were you ended up near the top, didn't you? Uh, no, no. Uh, we'll he was below me. Back. Little, yeah. little, little but, below me. But Dexter, let him know how our match went. Oh, uh, yeah. So again, I couldn't throw strikes, and here oh. I am. I think, I think I made like, I think I went like strike, chop, spare, left, spare, left, spare, left, spare, chop, spare. And here's Carry. Oh, he misses right. Oh, he misses left. Oh, he punches. He punches. He punches. But Carry could throw strikes. So here he is. He throws a turkey at the end of the game and beats me because I can't throw strikes. Uh, I told him it was going to happen. I told Um, him it was going to happen. I think you were up like 75 at one point and I still came back and beat you. Yeah, because you threw a four bagger. (laughs) I I was watching the stats periodically. Uh, Carry, you you started off very well. I saw you notice you started off well. And I I actually, Evan, after the first 10 games, I thought Evan was leading. He was was doing really well as well. He was pretty, pretty steady. Um, it was neat watching it from from a side for once, watching the stats from afar. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Dexter had a little bit extra pressure being number one and walking in there and barely making top sixteen. I don't know. Maybe a little, maybe, maybe a little more pressure. I don't know. Zero pressure. Big, big time. I, not, there was <laughs> zero pressure. I went it's, down. It sounds, it sounds 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 like a little, you know a little bit of an ego. I, I get screwed. Corner, corner, no, corner, I, corner. I went down. I don't there. know. I don't know, just, man. I don't know. <laughs> I went down there just to support the center and support yeah. the tournament. Unlike yeah. somebody else in our family that yeah. decided mm, I just don't feel like it. Yeah. So I went down there. I I, I celebrated. I supported the business. I had a good time. All right, time. My Sunday here, people. Yeah. We are going to get to that. But Tim and Dex, you guys can think about later on about your most memorable match against each other. And then you can brag and the other person will be like the, the Trump and Biden will put on pause or mute. And I don't you can have one there for a minute. So it, just I, keep that Dar- thought. Daryl, he, he's won every one of them. So he, yeah, I don't have one. your <laughs> losses are still memorable sort of to you. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thought. Okay, Gary, how was your Sunday? Tell us about yeah. that. So, no, um, to be fair, like a lot of us haven't bowled a whole bunch lately. Obviously, you're only playing one league probably in the week, so three games a week. Um, play eight games on Saturday, and then you come in, you got to play 15 tight matches the whole day. 
by game six, I actually developed a blister on my middle finger, um, <laughs> which you couldn't finish a shot after that. So you're just grinding, trying to right. keep pace with these guys. But Trevor, Tom, Evan, um, yeah, Gary Baird, man, they were they were scoring so well. It's hard to keep up uh, pace when those guys are throwing bombs. It's hard to keep up pace too when Evan slowed everybody down. My God, that that might be the slowest play I've ever seen ever. And I'm sorry, Evan. I I think <laughs> you can take all the time you want, but that was Bobby Kitesh. <laughs> I, I know, I know, Evan. I know Evan's watching right now, and and yep. your dad was there, and I I walked up to him and I was like, "Are you sure that Gino isn't his dad?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, good to, I mean, good to get a tournament under the belt, even though it wasn't, you know, the same as normal under, you know, normal circumstances and 200 entries and the start of the WCBT, you know, year. It's nice, nice to get a tournament in. So well done to uh, all the guys that are at the top, like you said, you know, Trevor, obviously for, for winning and, you know, some of the younger guys for going down and playing and, and having a good outing. Um, let's shift gears, obviously, you know, Tim and Dexter and, and the tour guys um, who, uh, What's happening with the TPC? Uh, Obviously, we've had an announcement, but no go there. Uh, well, yeah, TPC right now is postponed. I mean, right now, obviously, with everything going on in Edmonton and, and the restrictions with Henshaw, we just got a, a new SPAR update um, through uh, AHS and everything else like that. Uh, I sent it over to Kerry. Oh, was it yesterday, I believe, right? Um, it, if anything, it hasn't changed anything for, for tour stuff. It's It's – Individual stuff is not changed by anything. Um, so, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, Edmonton's kind of in a more of a lockdown than anywhere else. So we just had to postpone it. Um, yeah. We, we wanted to host it. We we had we had our idea. Carrie and Dexter had, a, I thought, a fantastic idea on on how to host it. And uh, it, it wasn't viable to them right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing to be honest with you. I mean, it is what it is. I guess. Who would have thought, you know, six months ago that we'd be this far and then still not being able to run the tournaments or have our friends come in from across the country? So it is. It's a totally unfortunate, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have never have guessed that it, this was still going on, and and honestly, it doesn't look like there's an end in sight anytime soon either, which is really scary. But uh, yeah, we definitely thought that we had a, a good solution as to how to run it safely. Um, but, uh, yeah, with, uh, with everything going on in Edmonton right now and they're not wanting, you know, to create a new cohort for a single weekend, um, it makes it tough. So is there a thought similar to what the Calgary with the autumn, uh, celebration to running Edmonton as well, you know, trying to keep it local? Well, we, we thought about it. Um, but then the Edmonton situation came up. <laughs> Henshaw, Henshaw's really cracked down on us, to be honest with you, right now at the moment uh, with co non cohorts. Um, and to be honest with you, Dex, I think Dexter's away that weekend now. <laughs> so he, 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 he chose to play in BC, I think, that weekend instead. So he's, he's taking his talents elsewhere, I guess. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, we did think about it, honestly, before Dexter decided to head out that uh, we, but it just with everything going on, um, individual cohorts, it's not a, it's not a, a, a positive yes. So it is not a yes yet. But you, it's crazy right now with the new SPAR document. We're allowed to have teams. Um, we're allowed to have teams, but we're not allowed to have individual stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. But, I, 
when we can safely run tournaments and we're allowed to, we absolutely will. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm certain. I'm certain if everybody wanted to wear a mask while they're bowling up on the lanes and everything, we could. We I think we can run it that way, but I don't think anybody is willing to do that. So, you know what, Tim? I think you'd be really surprised. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a question that AHS needs to inspire needs to to, to answer for us, right? So. Yeah, well, let's get some feedback there from people in the chats. Would you play in a tournament, maybe not for a full $200 entry, but if there was a, a tournament, would you wear a mask for a five or an eight game qualifying and on the Sunday? If you, if you weren't in a cohort for singles, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you had to do it. So yeah. um, that, that'd be good comments there from people in the in, in the gallery. Um, I want to... I'm sure, Carrie, you saw a couple of comments there. Um, first off, yes, Curtis Kaplan, you need a haircut. Saw that one. Um, and, but <laughs> He's got tons of money to do it too. Yeah, Stop cheaping right? out. You got lots. Come see my barber if you want, bud. We'll go. We'll go do it. Right. Um, and then the other one was talking about the ladies. We should be mentioning there was a few ladies that did make the cut in uh, in Calgary um, and, and played. Shauna, Shauna uh, Bev. Uh, um, right, so good, good on them to make the cut um, and 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 play on on a Sunday. So that's um, that's nice to see. Yeah, um, sure. So there you go. You got a couple of people saying yes, they would play right with the mask. So it'd be interesting to see how many. If that was a rule, you know, guys, if uh, you know you wanted to play in a modified tournament, uh, you know, for a little bit of cash and a little bit of competition. So. Um, uh, but no pressure, no pressure, no pressure. Hey, we're just all dying for some tournaments. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly Brian. I don't think you could, I don't think it'll hurt you bowling, that's for sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, how about um, Winnipeg? I know they were looking at a tournament here, right? December. Anybody talk to them uh, about running that, or are they still in the same sort of rules there? So Manitoba is actually in kind of an influx of their COVID situation as well. Um, I haven't, we haven't had any open discussions um, in regards from the WCBT with the Manitoba tournament. Um, right. But at this point, um, just from what I've seen and kind of following what's going on over there, I don't see that tournament coming to fruition with tra outside travelers. Um, but they may be doing a smaller tournament like uh, the Autumn Open Celebration or something to that point. I do not know. Right. Um, that discussion hasn't been open. I think everybody's kind of scared to discuss anything that um, might some people won't agree with. So yeah, it's a it's a touchy subject, obviously. And and you know when you do have people, you know, cross province travel or flying in, and then you know the biggest concern obviously is the um having to quarantine when you get back and if you have to be isolated for two weeks and, and what the what the rules are there right so um as we we're talking you mentioned that winnipeg isn't necessarily a wcbt event right now but it's still important to talk about other five pin events that are happening mm -hmm. uh, good segue to things like the masters or the open um you know or tim you had mentioned earlier that the youth or team events mm -hmm. are, are able to go can you talk a bit about those types of events that are now green lighted or still on hold? Um, yes. So uh, there, there's a little bit of a, like a back door on how you can run things a little bit. Um, uh, out, out in Edmonton here, I can speak for on our behalf, the rep team, uh, we're able to run the rep team, um, but it's, we're going to be run a little bit differently. Actually our first rep teams this Sunday. 
Um, but we're going to be running them in our own center. So like Bonnie Dune will be running Bonnie Dune. Sure Park will be running Sure Park. Um, and the only reason why we can run it is you qualify your through you qualify your teams through your cohort, which is your league bowlers. So you're not making a new cohort. You're you're yeah. making it team within your own teams. Um, and then so you just bowl off in your own center afterwards. So it's it, that works itself. Um, so you're not creating something new, right? So, and so it, sorry, that's yeah. a that's a team event that is a youth event, qualified event out of your what? So YBC out of your own house, out of your own league. So you're already, your own, right. So you're 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 in a you're in a so you're in already in a cohort already in your league. Yeah. And you're using those cohorts to make another team out of it. So you're not breaking right. a cohort out of it, right? And, for the kids in the YBC or the youth to be able to do that. I wonder if other right. you know, cities or people are doing something like that. But now you said on the Sundays they're going to be bowling at their own center. Right. So, so like uh, I have my two junior teams and my two senior teams, they bowl at our own center. We awesome. actually, we actually could have, could have done it at all the uh, Bonnie Dune, for example, all of them, but yeah. safety concerns and Henshaw's re restrictions. We just want to make sure it's safe. You challenge, I could probably run the zone trials. I could probably do it, uh, but I'm a little leery. We have, we have plan A and plan B and plan C just in case. Um, but what I'm thinking of right now would be, um, with the zone trials, we would have uh, Sure Park paired up with Sure Park people, not so they're still in their cohorts, because you can't pair up like a mixed lane draw with Sure Park, Bonnie Dune, St. Albert, KJ, because no. that'd be different cohorts with individuals, right? And that's not what they want. So if I do a Sure Park with Sure Park, I do St. Albert, St. Albert, Bonnie Dune with Bonnie Dune, and they're all together on their own lane draws. You had to manipulate the lane draw, and then once they bowl their games, right? then technically they're actually a new cohort wants to make the team, right? So you can manipulate it that way, right? But how much work is that going to be, right? Or the other option is I just qualify them during league, right? You send in your entry oh, and, and qualify them during league if it's not safe, right? For this year, it might be the easiest and simplest and rather than getting too convoluted, right? Yeah. Right. So there, there's options around it. It's just a matter of, okay, well, is this, is this going to be safe by that time? Right. And if it's really worth the going back door on it, it's probably not. Right. And you had to think about, okay, how many spectators am I going to limit? How many other people, things I want to limit? Yeah. Um, it's just not worth it. Right. So, right. so then yeah. the open, obviously, there's no word on that something because, of course, um, provincial qualifying, well, some provinces would qualify across the country at different times. Yeah. In Alberta, we're uh, end of uh, January, yeah. provincial at Easter, and then nationals at there. So, have we seen anything from, you know, even a C5 level, work at A5 all the way down, other, you know, that type of thing? Uh, well, I, I know for a fact, like, Alberta is not a problem when it comes to the Open itself for Provincials. It's just a matter of um, how we're going to qualify them, um, the, team. the teams. Because right now, it's not approved through AHS. I can't just center by center or cohort by cohort like we do with YBC or Youth Bowlers. So we got to figure out a way, if it's not approved by January, how are we going to figure a way to qualify the open bowlers right so isn't exactly. there isn't there a workaround where you could have um like say 20 some players play a morning shift spread them out so they social distance then have another shift after that another shift after that like we don't need to squeeze all, all for 60 sure players in at the same time i i get the atmosphere uh, absolutely the same condition and stuff like that but if we want this to run and we can run the provincial because it's it's doable approved, yeah then we should find a way to run the zone 
The only problem would be I would see see Kerry is is if a center is willing to host those lanes for that amount of time, right? I, right? I could tell you a lot yeah. of center, a lot of smaller centers are hurting right now, and they would love for to sure. Host. You got to right, you got to find the right ones. Uh, I mean, for us out here, we have them, we have the right money where it's it's irrelevant. But central, I think it won't be a problem if you go to the smaller centers and you work that out, right? Um, just got to work work with your proprietors on the right things, right? I, I really think that should be a priority of the A5 mm -hmm. to at least get the zones running. Yeah, yeah, somehow. yeah. Yeah, well, right, right now we got. I mean, are you challenges on the go right now? It just, uh, just a matter of getting going to get again the people signed up for it, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. great point, Carrie. Any way that we can figure out how to do the open or the zones here, um, you know, the better. The, I mean, the, the again, the good thing for us is that we're typically not until the end of January. Right, so we have some time for us to figure out what we're going to do um, a little bit, anyways. That if you need to decide something a little bit later on, yeah. um, it'd be interesting though what you know the Ontarios or these ones who qualify much earlier, Quebec, right? Don't they just do one qualifying and you have a team? Is anybody across the country doing something different for the Open in hopes of that there's still a provincial and a nationals, right? So get back to us on that, people. That'd be good to know. Um, I see that Kevin Clark mentioned that the Masters for Saskatchewan's a go for the first tournament in November. Um, but if they can't go then, then they'll, the first one will be in March. So that's great that they're planning on having a qualifying or a, a weekend here in, in Saskatchewan. Um, you know, Dexter, you know anything more about Alberta, what the plan is here? Yeah. So, I mean, our first dates were supposed to be last weekend, um, but we did postpone those until... Uh, December the 12th and 13th um, for tournament division anyways. Um, I'm 90% positive that those will be running. Um, but it's going to be – we've had um, discussions as a master – or with, with yeah, masters with SPAR, so um, the sport board for Alberta. Oh, nice. And um, they're, they have, they've laid out a couple of different scenarios as, as to how we can run that event. Um, it's going to be – very different to be very different um it, it's likely going to be I, I i believe i don't have the document in front of me i should bring it up but uh they gave us two scenarios where you can have either uh you know like three people on lane three three people on lane four nobody on five and six at all and then three people on seven three people on eight no cross lane period or you could do Three people on three, three people on five, three people on seven. Yeah. Again, no cross lane, period. You are not allowed to cross lanes at all. And they don't really want movement either. So you might be allowed to move one time. So play four games on one set and then four games on another and move along. So it's it's very different, and I don't think it's – it's not the fairest way to run a tournament – but yeah. it's the way, um, it's the only way that Sport Alberta will allow us to run it. So right. at that point, you got to do what you got to do. Because obviously, you know, being Edmonton, this is where Masters Nationals would potentially be for uh, 2021, right? Correct. So I think that's obviously some planning, um, you know, that's involved in that. And I'm sure each of you have a, have a hand in that. I know Mark does too. And, you know, yeah. the dates and the timelines of when can a national be run and when do you back things up? And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of people then. So if you're looking at 400 people are coming in, 
that's a big number down the road, even if it is seven or eight months down the road. Who, totally. who knows? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then unfortunately, there's just so many unknowns that you just kind of gotta push yeah. forward with whatever you have at that moment and yeah. and and do what you can. And if it, it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, well, everybody's yeah. kind of kind of aware that that's a possibility, right? So you might not have the same amount of entries, but yeah. That's 2021 it's just a two-year or whatever it takes you know blip right so yeah exactly you take uh, what you can get at the time and kind of be grateful for that so in the meantime then so that kind of covers a bit of our competitive side of things of uh uh of, of bowling where is some of the best leagues i mean you know people still getting an opportunity to play in league i know that we're pretty fortunate here in edmonton with a good base and there's lots of competitive leagues out there match play leagues and you know, I personally play in one on Sunday nights, and we seem to have a pretty good group of, of bowlers all throughout. All the categories are, are good. Um, but uh, do you guys you guys all play leagues? And when what leagues are you playing? And uh, and are they competitive enough for you? Right. Well, uh, Thursday's got to be the most competitive league I've ever played in by far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're on my team, and you can't beat me. Oh well. <laughs> we, we can't win a quarter either so that's not a good situation you're right <laughs> yeah so carrie tim and i we all both th are thursday night mixed fun league yeah. um it is a fun league but it's competitive um i mean we were we were looking at it on on uh tuesday there Darla. how many did i say there's like 15 people over 250 in in yeah. our thursday fun league and then there's a bunch of people underneath 250 that shouldn't be, like Tim Wiseman averaging 243. Wow. Yeah. You're like 2-2 two, two now in digs. 2-2. Two, two. Dig, dig, dig. <laughs> those those sandbags are going to drag you to the bottom of the river there, buddy. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's all right. We know what? We're in for the long haul of our team. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Tim and I both bowl Sunday nights uh, with you. And, yeah, that's it's, that's uh, it's a good competitive league. There's definitely no – no gimmies now in the uh, in the A division, that's for sure. Yeah, there's. It's great. It's, I mean, I like. Uh, I've only played league my last two years playing in the in the match play. Um, <laughs> you know, I haven't played league in eight or nine years, and it's great. I, I love. You know, these young guys are coming up. You know, the both Bradley and Tyler and Trevor and all these guys are in there, and well, it's uh, it's all Michael Marciano, Jenna Lamaru. Like, I mean, we've got a quote Tim Dex, like Evan. Right, and I'm I'm the old guy. Me and a couple, you know, Scott Rice, you know, Chris Rob, they're still averaging 255, 260. So it, it's cool, right? Um, yeah. To be able to, to play in a league competitive. To show how competitive that league is, uh, I mean, Tyler Titcat for his, you know, we have 16 A bowlers, and after the first four weeks, yeah. he was third yeah. last. Yeah. I shot so, I shot 1155 for four games and lost all four games. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to see the stat. On uh, here's one for you, Tim. On the opponent scoring average, well, my, mine's probably the highest against me. Against you? You think? I think it's against me. I think we oh. all think it's against us, right? So. You know what? You know what? You, I'll look back yeah. because I know the first like uh, yeah. first twelve games, I had a 10, 300 shot against me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. You but, just have a really beatable face. How about <laughs> you know, again for um, for the people out there? What leagues are you playing in that are keeping you competitive? Um, you know, doesn't, you know, Regina must have a good league. You know, Winnipeg has a good league. I know the guys down south or down down east, right? BC, like, where are all the good leagues out there that people are still being able to get their competition? Is there any little side betting in there or where are they playing, right? Like, even even Kerry, you're uh, with Hasquin, right? Or Red Deer has a has good league, right? Calgary. Yep. 
Yeah, well, like Red Deer, um, they have their Monday night scratch league. I know the they run in thirds, they call it. Um, their first third is usually not um, super competitive. There's obviously great players in it, um, but it fills out in the second third. Everybody's kind of still on the fall weather kind of thing, doing their own thing, don't want to bowl yet. But uh, yeah, um, Kevin Clark, I know he's listening. Um, I know Regina, I do believe they have two Super Leagues. I think there's one in Golden Mile, and I think there's one in Nortown, isn't there or not? Yeah, they have the one uh, Monday night. I think there's only eight pl- eight teams of two-player teams now, though, on Monday nights because oh, okay. everything going on. Um, and then they have the Wednesday night at uh, Glencairn. Oh, Glencairn, sorry. Yeah, and it's, it's supposed to be pretty, be pretty large out there. That's pretty good. Um, I know I, I think Wednesday – there's a Thursday night, Thursday night league at um, – uh, at uh, Van Dale's lanes, um, in, Win- in Winnipeg, uh, Chad's lanes, um, uh, Dakota. Dakota. That's, Dakota, that's yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty good, um, out there. And and I know, uh, and I know the Vinnies have something out there. <laughs> oh, Humboldt, yeah, Jim, yeah, super yeah. super league and Sunday at Humboldt, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy North, with that boy, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, they're, they're out there. I know the Vinnies have something going out there always at uh, St. Yeah. James, and I know, um. Billy Mozienko always had the Saturday big scratch league out there on Saturday afternoons out there. Yeah. Yeah. They're always pretty big out there. Uh, I, honestly, I don't know what goes on in BC a lot. A lot of their stuff has always been hit or miss on the lower mainland. They've always changed and moved. And, and I feel like there's a, there's a pretty competitive league at the Dell right now. On the Sunday, sure. Sunday nights, I think. Yeah. Does uh, yeah. Chinook still run the masters in Calgary on Wednesday? Was it they Wednesday? do. They do. It's not as big anymore. Yeah. I think most of them are playing the Monday nights, Monday night at Toppler, right? At Toppler. Yeah. I hear I hear Toppler's got the best scoring in the city now. So Wow. Hitting up the Weber, eh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but but they but they, they're playing if, nine if, nine teams of four now. And Mark, and they and they do buys now, yeah. Yeah, Mark Miller went in there, you know, for their, their COVID tournament and shot nine eighty. And to put that in perspective, he averaged two what, two fifty at, at uh, Paradise last year, so Toppler doing something right. Love that comment there from Kevin, right? Like, there's a great league that he said, a golden mile, side bets. You can walk out with buck 50. That's solid. Yeah, right? that's awesome. And it's only a buck 50. It's not like it's, you know, it's still win- nice to win it. You're probably not, you know, putting that in yourself, but it's great. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, we have the quad pot Sunday nights. Yeah. And have things you're maybe not walking out with that, but it's cool. Um, one comment up higher I saw, guys, was from uh, Jim Head about Ontario. Um, you know, obviously unfortunate that they've slipped back into a modified stage two. So Easter is now up in the air, no zone this year. Unfortunate, obviously hope things get better. Um, and then there's something that can happen from a tournament standpoint. But, you know, thanks for chiming in there, Jimmy. Good to, good to let us know. Tim, is that, I mean, we were obviously, we had talked about this before and we were, we were pretty for re-qualifying. But if qualifying isn't an option at all this year, yeah. and down the road provincials are, but qualifying hasn't been an option, is that something we consider? A reinstatement or whatever? No, uh, that's, that, that's something. Honestly, so would Masters let me go play Nationals again? No, we're running. We, we, we're actually running. <laughs> so our I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Throw no, me no, on no, the spot. But, I'm no, you no, on the spot. That's that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. We're running our qualifying. Okay, if I, you're I, not running a qualifying, is I, that something you would I, consider? I think that uh, I think we're going to talk that about with that with the board. 
Yeah, no, no, I agreed. I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just, at, just throwing a question out. That's all. Yeah, I, I got to talk. Yeah, I got there. Let's try to do everything we can to run something so we're right. not putting totally. what we yeah. I think I think I think it's super hard to go down and say we're we're not doing something and then we're going to go this way and be like, oh, by the way, we're going to come back yeah. and do it again. Right? Yeah, so, I, I agree, but I I'm just I think saying, if, think if it's not an option, is it? Yeah. Is it is that is yeah. that an option rather than just canceling I th everything? I th yeah, I think it could be, but there's I think there's a lot of other parameters you have to look at too. I mean, how many if, if people are not playing this year? How many alternates? How's that going to work? Yeah. And all that, all the other changes too, right? So, I mean, I, I, would, I would love to play with Daryl. I mean, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I mean, how's that going to how's that going to work too? I mean, I mean, Daryl, no, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie really wants requalifying. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, ba yeah. ba Baker plays out of lives out of Central now. Would she play out at Edmonton? I mean, like that's that's another situation, right? You had to all look at. There's all these different situations that uh, I mean, Heidinger. I mean, it just there's there's going to be a lot of situations yeah. you can't even think about, right? So, let's, let's um, yeah. Last little moment on the leagues. How cool would it be if we can maybe do some cross country competition, league versus league? You know, just spitball and brainstorming here, you know, Kevin Clark, like on a Sunday night, sure park match play. Let's take our five guys, top four, like five guy quads, and we'll play a side bet against their top five quads. Right. And it's a it's a, I don't know. How do you how do you play a league against the league? You know, can you it's just a little side bets? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in for anything with money. That's what I I'm in for. Daryl, we kind of discussed this. Uh, I think it was even last podcast was it would have to be handicapped or pins over or because I don't think so. You well, got to go. Golden Mile and Sherwood probably play pretty similar, but if you got like a heritage team playing at Sherwood Bowl, scratch. Good luck. Yeah, like, well, that's the, no the choice. Though. I mean, I guess. I mean, between the two people, then is making a bet, right? Is yeah. maybe it's just you know me, you, and and Dex uh, and Tim against three them, and it's just us three against you three this week, right. through your week. I don't know, right? I, I would challenge Golden Mile on that. Right, yeah. sure bring it on, Clark. Let's go. Yeah, let him do the thinking on how's this going to work. <laughs> He's got a bull with his right hand, though. Yeah. But then you get into it, like, hey, that's a match play, you know. But then what about the Thursday night fun league? You know, maybe there's another fun league, a fun league, like Jen said earlier, fun league, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. I, I, I know, I know for sure, like the Wednesday night ones at uh, at Glen Karen are always looking like Mamter and those guys. They, they throw around their money. I have no problem yeah. with taking their money from them. All right. Well, that's uh, something <laughs> like a little little conduit to the gambling, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been yeah. would love to stream that stuff. So, yeah. One on. last little um, thing on teams is Kerry in Alberta, or you know, tour you had thrown out about the a pro team circuit or a event. What? Um, any feedback on that? Where are we at? Is that something that's going to go? Yeah, for sure. So there has been um, some feedback. There's been teams kind of across Alberta that have kind of spoke some interest into it. Um, especially now with the new uh, SPAR regulations and stuff like that, I think it's a definite possibility and we really want to push for it. I just don't think it's going to be as big as uh, my original thought behind it was. My original thought was going to have like 21 matches and stuff like that, like a, a big session across so many weekends, but uh, logistically, I don't believe that would be really possible, but there's a lot of weekends that are open now because you can't run tournaments, you can't run any of this stuff. So a team event would be a good replacement for competition. Um, 
it's it's definitely closer than it was let's say last week I'll, cool. I'll give you that much cool i think that's what people want to hear is because again it's uh the competition side of things and we all hear about how great it is to play in a team you know the open and how do you determine and that that format uh you know got it's got people excited right mm -hmm. but like you said finding the time especially if everything else is gonna try to go and the masters and where do you find the time right um, yeah, especially if uh, Autumn Open and TPC, because they're postponing, they want to get their weekends in if everything starts to open up. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that, those are big weekends and those are uh, big uh, money sinks too, right? So to run a team event in the middle of all that might be uh, extremely tough. But. Right, right. Well, it's, uh, it's something to look at some calendar dates, I guess, at some point to, to see if it's something that can work. And, okay, these are the dates we're thinking and are you in? And then the you know, team captains or however the format comes. So I yeah, think people will be excited to see what comes of that. Yeah. And uh, just to build up on that a little bit, the team event thing is, it, I guess it's more to make it a professional league. So like DB, if BPG wants to put a team in and uh, they're the main sponsor for that team and you would, you would splash your advertising all over that team, add a commercial to the live stream, uh, to the post-production and then, another team from Joe Hill's lumber mill or whatever throws a team yeah. in and stuff like that. Right. It's a big advertisement push and to get five pin bowling back out and um, more eyes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a solid idea. Right. For sure. You guys are all signed up. You're ready to play. Let's go. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Right on. Well, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for Joe Hill's lumber. I hope you'll tell me. Lumber, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, better, better than uh, Dick's better lumber. Than, yeah, Dick's lumber in Surrey, BC. There. Yeah. Every time we were going to Scottsdale, we had to drive by Dick's lumber. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Richard. He's so disappointed. He's how 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 fitting how fitting in Surrey? Eh? Those Surrey girls, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. There we go. Um, Terry, you also uh, gave a little teaser out there today um, for a, uh, a little snippet, a little video um, that's coming our way. So super exciting for that to come to fruition. Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess I'll share it now. Um, so this is for the large main audience. A lot of people didn't know this happened. The 2020 WCBT Tour Championship. It was ran very safely. It was ran in secret because we didn't want a lot of people knowing about it. And uh, we also wanted very little spectators so that we could run it safely. Exactly. We couldn't have any audience or anything like that. Uh, every participant was allowed one spectator with them. Um, so I guess we can discuss it. Um, there was a large part of our production this year was uh, to do interviews and all that great stuff. And DB was... Um, uh, nice enough to donate his time and do all the interviews. And they were absolutely awesome. Um, he did a phenomenal yeah. job. Unfortunately, we ran into some audio issues and a lot of that normal problems that comes with doing video editing when you're not a professional video company. Um, but so we couldn't use them in the actual matches or anything like that, but we may be releasing them hopefully in the short while. Um, if we can get some audio reconstruction done on them and make them at least watchable or listenable. Um, but the matches will be coming out hopefully soon. Um, we have 
a couple done already and they look awesome and we can't thank everybody enough during this COVID time. Obviously we had to make some changes and um, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I unfortunately wasn't able to play this year in that tournament because I wasn't very good enough, but uh, the competition was unreal and I'm, yeah. I'm really excited for people to see it and all that good stuff. It was a it was a solid day. Um, you know, it was exciting to be part of it. Obviously, you know, Mark and Lynn and myself doing the commentary. Um, you know, uh, you know, pre-planning it and talking about it. How can we spice things up? And again, you know me, I like to ask lots of questions. And um, we set up a nice, safe little media booth and did pre-game and post-game matches and and all that stuff. And I, you know, we all suited it up and done done our stuff. And I thought the most the unique thing afterwards was. Uh, uh, what was this fellow's name? That the taller fellow. Sorry, I, there was that played. Jesse. No. From Brian. Saskatoon. Jesse. Brian. Yeah. Jesse Church. Brian. Jessica. No, Brian. Brian, oh, Brian Askin. Brian Askin. Sorry, Brian. My bad. But anyways, Brian, we were at uh, we were chatting, and and then he's like, "Well, I want the I want the commentator to come sit with me," kind of thing. He's asked good questions. I'm like, "Do you not realize that I'm also a bowler?" Like. You know, I was like, really? You're really? I thought that they hired you today to do this kind of thing. I'm like, oh man, I really need to start bowling again. Like, this is not good. So, uh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, Jer- you did an absolutely awesome job of the interviews. It was Very like funny. they they were super good, and yeah, I I can't wait to put them out. Um, even if the audio is crappy, like I think yeah. people will still get a good kick out of them, and I, I think they were super well done and. Yeah. yeah, there was some great matches. There was some good drama. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it was. It, it, it was great to watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree, I, Tim. It was great to watch. I was uh, not. It, it was great to participate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. It was good. It was good to heckle. That was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and I hope uh, the normal five pin universe audience is uh ready to watch them they'll be on the wcbt facebook page and youtube page um like i said hopefully coming out very shortly um we've been working diligently with the media group that was uh developing it and uh it's a little bit different take on the the production this year um obviously with the covid situation and all that good stuff so you guys ready for a game right no let's do it Time to time to quiz these boys and see if anybody in the comments while well, they might be able to give you the, the answer. But we're going to play a new segment. Uh, it's going to be called "What's Your Score?" Okay, it's going to be a race to five. You're gonna you're gonna try to get it. So we're going to keep in mind scoreboards and I'll I'll try to pronunciate nice and clear. You got to raise your hand so I can see you, so then I can pick you to to say the answer. So Tim, don't just blurt it out there, big mouth. <laughs> okay, first question. What is your score in the fifth frame if you have seven strikes in a row? Two, 225. Carrie, I you you started blurting it, and Carrie had his hand up. So Carrie, uh, in my screen, I was way ahead of him. No, no. Okay, here we go. Carrie gets a point. What is your score in the third frame if you go like this? Spare. Chop off, spare, triple. In the third frame? Yeah. 
Is your hand up, Kerry? Yep, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'll uh, I'll skip. I okay. didn't add Dexter. it up fast enough. One hundred. There you go. Dexter's on the board. Okay. And I'm not even sitting there with a pen and paper. I like Kerry is. I think, and, I think yeah. that screwed me up actually. My, okay. my, my, pen, my pen's not working. Did you used to excel, Mister Accountant. What's your score? We're only counting the eighth, ninth, and tenth frame points. Just the three. Four strikes in a row and a three pin. Dexter. Uh, one twenty-seven. One twenty-eight. One. <laughs> one twenty-eight. With three pin. Yeah. You sure? No. Nope. How about it? One twenty-two. <laughs> what? I don't know. No, no. I put my hand up. One twenty-three. Yeah. It's one twenty-three. There you go. One twenty-three. How do you one twenty-two? You dumbass. I uh, picked a deuce. <laughs> okay. We're already tied. We're tied. Best of three, right? Best of three, right, Daryl? Yeah, you got to get to three. Okay. We've so modified right? the game. <laughs> What's your score in the third in the third frame, fourth frame? Oh, and this might sound familiar, Tim. Um, spare pin the twelve sorry, count. Sorry, sorry, was it was spare what? Spare, spare twelve count. Head pin with the with a twelve count. Okay. Chop off spare. Head pin with a kickback seven count, three, and then nothing. What the? F this is this is what Tim did. I'm guessing. Could you do yeah. frame four again? What was yeah. frame? Okay, what was the count on the head pin <laughs> on second four. ball and head pin? Uh, second ball on the head pin in what frame? Two. No, it doesn't matter because you had the spare. Well, you said head pin twelve. Yeah, head pin with twelve uh, cleanup, TV. right? Yes, Carrie, what do you got? 64. Yeah, <laughs> Gary, well done. Yeah, but he, has, he has the video he took the photo from. He's a cheater. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, that's not. I'm <laughs> familiar with against the match against Gary, just saying. Oh, that was my match? <laughs> yeah, it was your match. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a little tough. Okay, okay. Here, well, Dexter, we'll try one for you then. Oh, good. Ready? Strike, spare, spare, right That's corner the... spare. What's the? Yeah, what was the spare in three? Strike. What's that? What was the spare in three? It was. A, it doesn't matter because it's on a strike. So it's no, a right you said it was. You, you said strike spare. I said strike, spare. Spare. Strike, spare. So what's the spare? In the third frame. Why does it matter? In the third. Because the count in two is going to be different. You said no, strike spare. Or is it spare Still, strike? No, sorry. Reverse that. Dyslexia. Spare strike spare. <laughs> okay. Spare strike. strike spare. And then right corner spare with a strike. What's your count in four? What's your score in four? What is it? 118. Yeah, well done. <laughs> is that three points? That's two. Oh, okay. We got to do one more then. It's not looking good. <laughs> okay. So, what is your score for the last three frames again? Eight, nine, ten. 
in eight, you had a right corner, miss, picked up deuce, spare, 12 count on first ball, spare, and then a chop off. Dexter, Dexter has it. 67? No, wrong. What is your last four frames? My head Sorry, last four frames. Sorry, I said three frames. Dexter, you're the winner. 67. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well done. Oh, Jimmy, you're going for two cards your scores against the game against Gary Baird, but you lost that one as well. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. Well done. There's a new segment. <laughs> We're bad at scoring. Yeah. At least I don't have to use pen and paper. <laughs> Whatever, man. It took you six questions to finally get it. So <laughs> you still lost. <laughs> but you're better at math than me, so feel proud. You're an accountant. Hey, that's what computers are for. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> JD <work>. Wasserman. <laughs> Everybody. Isn't that what it is? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm making up I'm making up <laughs> accounting <laughs> firms. <laughs> Okay, I want to start chatting with you guys a little bit. Obviously, you've done a great job of interviewing other people through the the podcast, but you know, I'd like to get uh, dive in a little bit with you guys. Um, some of your titles and some of your you know championships and teams and those types of things. Um, maybe back into the YBC days. But um, Carrie, I want to start a chat with you a little bit. Obviously, you're not you know Edmonton or Sher Park and you know, from the Wetaskiwin area. Tell us a little bit about your YBC younger days growing up and who are your mentors and who did you play with over those years? Yeah, sure. Um, so I joined bowling, I guess not super late, but I think when I was 11 or 12, I do believe. And uh, I grew up with uh, Mark Johnstone and um, I'm, some people might remember Chris Reed. Uh, they're obviously pretty good players in YBC and Johnny obviously turned into a great adult player. Um, I do believe Chris played um, Saskatoon a few times. But uh, following those guys, they're a year older than me. So um, when I joined, I was looking up to them to play. And I was never really great in YBC. I think um, when I turned senior in YBC, I averaged 239 and I finished seniors with 239. Um, but... Um, with that all being said, I'm, every time I tried out for the youth challenge in zone four, I made the team or made a team. So um, I think made YBC four steps to stardom, that kind of stuff. Uh, the highest we ever finished in youth challenge, I do believe we got a silver medal with uh, Chance Anderson, Ryan Alberg, Quinton Bolstad, Bart Bolstad. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'm not sure. Johnny might have been graduated by then. I'm not sure who the other player on that team was off the top of my head i was um, a hello to chance anderson well throw yeah. that name in there no <laughs> kidding what a legend yeah. um but after ybc or during ybc i guess my mentors was uh my mom happened to be a coach she was an avid bowler 220 to 240 player pretty much her whole time while she bowled um so growing up she taught me how to play and then obviously gino gino was there Mark nice. Jackson um, kind of left when I first started playing YBC, moved up to Edmonton. Um, but yeah, Gino would obviously be the obvious mentor and Robert Gallagher, um, manager yeah, yeah. at the lanes and 
obviously an avid coach at the time, uh, still is. And uh, he was there the whole time, obviously coaching us and doing that stuff. And maybe after we turned 18, maybe he wasn't the best uh, influence, but uh, <laughs> nah, me, and John, me and Johnstone turned out all right, I think. Yeah. You, you, guys, you guys had the same eyesight, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't shake yet. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you guys are good with martinis, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Just noticed the score in the old baseball game. Wow. Yeah, go Tampa. Yeah. Um, but that's good. Are you still playing with Tasquin? That lane still – are they still operating? Uh, they are still operating, obviously, at limited capacity. Um, I haven't played there in – I couldn't tell you, probably yeah. over 15 years. They had a great uh, – what was it, a skins game or a tournament of some sort that we would go out and play on a Sunday night or on a weekend. And Yeah, and they had a, a pins yeah. game tournament that they ran that uh, Robert took with him to Heartland Bowl oh, okay. that he runs every yeah. year. Um, it was it was phenomenal. You would get players, like you said, all the way from Edmonton yeah. to come play it. And with Tasquin was pretty unique. They uh, When I was playing there and I worked there for a little bit, the, if that place was slammed, you'd book, have to book three weeks in advance to get a lane on a Friday, Saturday wow. night. And, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, from a social side of things, right? And that's great to see from a business. I know like Heritage is doing something like that. Plaza in Edmonton, right? A little bit more on the social side, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, good for them. My only complaint with Wetaskiwin is that their numbers run backwards. Yeah, so that was because... <laughs> So Wetaskiwin used to be just an eight-lane, five-pin center, and then they introduced six lanes, a 10-pin added on. So it was 14 lanes, but they had to bring in a Cubica system to run the 10-pin lanes. And unfortunately, Cubica couldn't start from nine and run to 14. So they had this run from one to six, and then Dinoscore ran the seven to 14. So that's why the number system was backwards because they added the lanes to the yeah. wrong side of the center. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so how about you, Tim? You're, um, you know, you guys start bowling YBC early sure park days. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your early days and YBC and where'd you get your starts and some of those coaches and mentors and then some of those teammates, because you guys had quite uh, the YBC group of team um, mm -hmm. that would go on three or four times, right? For sure. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I guess um people don't know but mom's been in the bowling business for a lot longer than we have she used to work at old bnb &B and old uh right. Roslyn back in the day and yeah. um we were actually big in, into uh indoor soccer like we were many pounds lighter and faster than we ever were and um but uh back in the day we didn't have a lot of money and uh we were playing indoor soccer back at the old gymnasiums and they were actually charging people to go watch their kids in gymnasiums and mom's like i can't afford this so um, so mom decided to put us into bowling and that's how we got into bowling. So, because she always used to bowl back in the day and dad did too. And everybody else, like every, many other people did. Um, so that's how we got into bowling. We ended up bowling, um, starting like, I think October, I believe of our yeah, band, just first year Bantam. Yeah. So first year Bantams and then we ended up bowling. Um, and that's, and that's how we kind of started. And by the third year we were averaging about 175 and making nationals. Uh, it was just, it was just crazy that way. But yep. uh, we, we were just, we're fortunate. We, we grew up in the right place at the right time. I've always said that um, yeah. it, it was never, it was never anything. Um, we were just 
weird fortune. We grew up at the right place, right time. We obviously we had we had Daryl's. I mean, uh, we known Daryl since we were that small. Like we always had the store. Daryl threw us in garbage cans growing up, and and did all that. And and, and you know, we still have scars from Only that. One probably. of us crawled out of there though. A lot of mental scars. Yep. Yeah. And you know, when we grew up older, his friends threw us in garbage cans as teachers in, in high school. And that's right. Yeah. yeah so I just yeah. I guess I carried it through. Right. I mean, yeah. um, <laughs> but I mean. Uh, we were fortunate. We had the Jim Bradshaws and Jim's uh, unfortunately passed away. And um, even Ernie McClellan was in around that time. We had, I mean, uh, Tom Stevenson was our coach and, and Tom's a legend, you know, he's yeah. lives in Calgary now. And um, we had Michael Cousier growing up. We, we were fortunate. We had the right people at the right time. And then we grew up as, you know, 13, 10, well, well even younger, 12, 10, 11, 12, meeting Bruce and Lynn and Diane. And we were just at the right people. And yeah. then, and, yeah, and then and then all of a sudden, like uh, the teams that we were around, we just kind of we all kind of grew up together. We had Nick Avermeers, and Nick now uh, hasn't bowled in fifteen years, but he he was no, he's a, a doctor, right? And we were he was super good, but he was he, uh, Nick. Nick was unique. Nick Nick was a guy who like yeah. you know he switched to one hand almost uh, bef just before he started seniors. He yeah. played all the way through almost through juniors two handed and was averaging two ten. 215 two-handed and then yeah. switched to one-handed and yeah. averaged 250. Yeah. But I mean, it was I mean, really unique. But, but you look at the people that we had on our teams over the years. I mean, you had uh, people don't realize Derek Gall was our alternate for many years. Derek was um, kind of our little, I guess we call him our little bitch, but he was our little bitch for a long time. He was like <laughs> two, two years younger than us. And he yeah. always was our little alternate, but we had Derek Gall. You had uh, uh, people don't realize William Sutherland grew up with us. Well, yes, from, that's right. Yeah. And William was our, William was on our team. Uh, people don't realize that uh, there was a guy out here that was our actual open manager, Matt Cole, a big, yeah. and he was phenomenal. Like he was two fifty plus. And then we had uh, the Lopa brothers and Marty. I mean, Marty was gifted, and Mark was even better. But both of them kind of burnt out of the sport, and they're very good. And Mark, uh, who may have been the best bantam bowler ever, he was incredible. He was yeah. averaging two twenty as a bantam, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Bart Bullstyle was very good, and then he grew out yeah. of his, uh, grew yeah, out of himself, he right? As a bantam, yeah, crazy. And then and he then averaged two ten as seniors, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and we 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 grew up with Bart too, right? And we were just really fortunate with everybody that we had around us, and um, and I guess the greatest part with us is that we all kind of pushed each other and making us better, right? Um, we only had five spots on our team, and nobody and and we had a singles and we all made nationals every time. A lot of us. Right. Yeah. Um, it was good. And I guess the biggest wake up call was the, we were, we were always steamrolling teams. And I, and I say that, I mean, um, I know Cindy would probably say, well, that's an Edmonton thing. Probably it is right. You know, our kind of our ego, but we, we had that and we, we lost to a task on our first year and uh, first year in seniors. And I think uh, that was kind of a wake up call with Alberg and, and chance and, uh, and all that. And it kind of was a wake up call. We, we regrouped and we did play better, but uh, I think my, my probably the wake up call for me was I played uh, singles my second last year. Cause we always played teams and I played singles and I shot, I still to this day, I shot 14 and a half. I shot uh, for singles, which is pretty That's decent five. for five. And I lost yeah. to Kevin Shelton who bowls on Thursdays. And I love Kevin to death, but Kevin is and I, you know, Kevin's Kevin, but anyways, but is he, he beating you an average. Right no, oh. no, he's got to be close. Kevin, Kevin tells me every day he beats me. Right, so 
Um, but he lives off that, right? But you know what? I probably learned more off of that singles thing and made me a better player than I ever would have if I played teams for, for the, you know. So I, I it was good. It, I, growing up, I was very fortunate. And I, if I, like I said, Daryl, if I wasn't, uh, <laughs> if I wasn't, um, if I wasn't in the right spot at the right time, I don't think I'd be as good of a player as I am now. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you guys did have, I mean, obviously I had first-hand eyes to see uh, you guys grow up here in Shore Park and obviously took some years off some time. Yeah. But you know what? I I like to think I had a little bit of a hand in, in your guys' upbringing sure. and teenagers and some of the YBC and some of the things we used to do and the Sunday night match play and taking on there. So well done. Yeah. Well done for you on there. So, yeah. Uh, Dexter, anything you add there about some of your younger days? I mean, I know um, you guys did play in a couple of nationals. Do you remember? I mean, your mom would make these big, elaborate boards that would be on the back of Shore Bowl and her and Linda Bradshaw and some of these things. Remember, uh, you know, anything uh, memory stick out from, from one of those younger days? From, from like like a match or yeah, yeah, a match or even just a tournament or a fun time with the group of guys going out in the, at a nationals. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, always the best parts of nationals. There, there's a couple. There's a couple really good memories. Um, we YBC, were in uh, YBC yeah, we, or, or adult. Just, you know, you just talked for yeah. like 15 minutes. Just yeah. let, you know, just shut up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, there, yeah. There's a memorable match. We were in uh, Sudbury in 2006, my final year at YBC, and uh, I remember losing a match because. I was anchor and I was uh, it was a really close match and it was coming down to the end of it and this ended up costing us a medal. Um, I go up and I'm anchor and I think we're down like five points or something and I go up and I throw a strike and my heel comes off and I slide like ten inches past the foul line and I'm like, are you serious? So I come back and I put the heel back on and I take a couple practice slides and go and then I throw another ball and boom, heel comes off, another strike, foul again, I'm like. Okay, now I'm really mad, and that, and at this point, I think it pretty much cost us. But then I put the heel back on, took another practice slide, fine, go throw my ball, another strike, heel comes off, another foul. I got zero in that frame. I took my shoe off, I turned around, and I threw it directly at the judge of play. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Cisco Byersberg, and this judge of play was like super anal all weekend too. And wow. I've never had a warning in my life, and I didn't get one then because she understood. And Cisco reached out and caught the shoe. So it was, it was wow. good. Um, the other memory, like, always the best. Oh, there's a couple good ones. I, and it, not most of them have nothing to do with bowling. I think it was 2000, 2005 was a good year at nationals. That was in uh, BC. Mm -hmm. Remember we, uh, we went for a lunch one day and we were one of the last teams to get there. So we're at the back and we have Derek Gall on our team. And for, the, for those people who, uh, who know Derek, Derek is a uh, diabetic and, uh, so we're in the back of the lineup, and you know we're like, okay, we're gonna use this. I'm like, I got Eric, just start shaking, just start shaking. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, he's diabetic. He needs food. We need to go right now. <laughs> run him to the front of the, run him to the front of the food, and we, our entire team, got first, first uh, food every time we went in there. <laughs> the other was we, we got serious trouble with the the directors because, uh, you know, we were on the buses, and the buses would always chant. And um, there was always the there was always the one chant during bowling that Northern Ontario would do, and it was "No is what dynamite." No is what dynamite. Dan, Dan Taylor, yeah, yeah. Tick, 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 boom, dynamite. So we, 
we're all friends with everybody, right? So we're, we're, we're mocking them all weekend or whatever. And we're on this bus and we're going up this hill. And this bus is like not going to make it. And we're like, <laughs> we're like halfway up this hill and we're, 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 we're stopping. And then, and then all of a sudden the chant turns to this bus is what? A piece of shit. This bus is what a piece of shit. So trouble for that. But ultimately, all the great memories are like outside of bowling. Yeah, honestly, we had we had another another bus story. We were in Sudbury. We had a an older lady. I think her name was Rita. Yeah, it was Rita. She was like, I swear to God, she was like 80 years old. She was super sweet. But we called her Red Light Rita because we'd get to a red light. We'd be like, Rita, run this one. And then, <laughs> and then she'd run it for us. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, there was, there, was lots of, there was lots of good yeah. memories like that. So that, that's, that to me is like the greatest part of bowling right there is the stuff Love outside it. of the actual bowling. Well, let's let's go back to bowling. I love hearing the stories about the other stuff, but um, you know, obviously, you can go on for hours and days and stuff talking about all the extra fun moments. But let's chat a little bit bowling. Carrie, back to you a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, your career and the the wins started coming. Um, you know, looking at a bio here, you've got you know 2017 Open Championship, 2017 Heritage winner, 2016 Open Men's Team Gold, 2015 TPC. You know, 2011, obviously your first one when you won the, the Coca-Colas then, um, and then 20, 2009, the Masters. Any of those sort of stand out as uh, as your favorite wins? Any they mean a little bit more to you? Or, or tell me a little bit about those wins that you can remember. Um, obviously, the the first one was by far the the most memorable, 2009, winning the Masters yeah. on the 100-year anniversary and um, making that team and Gino being on that team, uh, he wanted gold jackets. That was the only thing he was thinking about. He he ordered gold jackets for the Nationals. He said, "We're wearing gold because we're bringing home gold." And sure enough, like it was it was pretty awesome. Like uh, I think that was an all Central Masters team too. It was at well Johnny would have been Edmonton, but born yeah. in Central. So it was Johnny, Victor, Gary, Gino, me, and then Lynn was coaching us. Awesome. And that, that was unreal. The first one's always the best one, right? Um, yeah. But for cash tournaments, the Coca-Cola's was cool. Um, obviously, I was playing really good at the time. Um, made a few Masters national teams in a row and go to Coca-Cola's. And um, Greg Giglick happened to be out there. And he I don't believe he made the Sundays, but he watched me all day Sunday and um, obviously kept me on my toes, kept me apparent to what was going on. Obviously... Uh, DBL, remember you did an interview on me. Um, yeah, it was on Jeff Young's blog, I think. That's right. Yeah, that right. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, those are those are the big ones, and obviously the Open, uh, winning an Open gold is pretty cool. Um, unfortunately, I didn't make a lot of Open national teams. I've only made two, so uh, winning that first one and being Rookie of the Year. <laughs> That's hey. thirty. What um, <laughs> like thirty-five? Wasn't Gary? What? Band? <laughs> What ball are you using these days? What's your what's your shot? What's your what are your lineup? Yeah, so right now I am mainly throwing a solid soft roll. Um, it would be second gen, I do believe. It's a little bit softer, and it's um, I think four and seven eighths, three eight. Yeah. And then uh, just wearing a pair of uh, well, two separate Dexters, but same same idea. They're Dexter SST eights, I do believe. Yeah. But nice. 
I ever run into trouble, there's always a star line or I bought some five inch Manhattans. Those things, those things roll pretty good. So, and now obviously the autumn celebration, that's got to feel good. I mean, obviously, you know, from a title standpoint, 2017, but, um, you know, to get back and playing and, you know, you've been taking on a big role here with the WCBT. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was tough to take on the volunteer side of things. You always want to still make sure that you're maintaining a bowling side of things. So good yeah. to maybe have that one. Uh, yeah, well, as, as Dexter can attest a little bit, um, I changed a little bit of my swing again, mm -hmm. as Lynn Howell wouldn't approve. I've, I tend to do a swing change or something like that every few years. And I think it, my games really come around again. So Good. Um, and open celebration. I know there wasn't a lot of people there, but I averaged 280 something, 285 to finish second overall. That's what it was. Yeah. For the yeah. qualifying. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Good. And the money on the side helped, right? There was doubles pots down there, singles pots and stuff like that. So that, that was uh, nice to come home with. Yeah. Tim, how about you? Um, you know, again, you know, I, I, I know you more from the younger, you know, the YBC mm -hmm. days and all those those things. But, you know, as we get a little bit older, you know, you're running through the, the team goals, you know, the 2019, 2017, 2010, you know, the open goals. Um, you know, we do have the the win in there with uh, the Autumn Open, right, 2016. Mm -hmm. Anything stand out for you, some of your, your highlights and some of those career-defining moments or, you know, what uh, what are we thinking? Uh, I would say obviously 2010, um, 2010 gold. I think means the most to me. Um, I, I just, just, just the, the first gold I think means the most to me. Um, obviously winning with Bruce, winning with Lynn and or Dex and, uh, and Johnny, those, those guys just, um, always looked up to those guys and especially bowling with Johnny, um, and Dex, it just, um, uh, just meant the world to me and to win it. Um, it just it just was a dream come true um and uh, obviously with uh probably bruce's last real hurrah at that point it was it was kind of cool um and uh, uh the autumn open obviously that was a that was a great feat too in a way um with 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 the autumn open and i think that was cool um obviously it's it, like i said it was just tough how it was won but i i, I still cherish it immensely um, and and the last final match and uh, and I, I I think the thing I'm most proud about is honestly, even though I never won a gold, but uh, the two silvers for singles. I think yeah. for me for me my master singles. I think even though I never won a gold, um, I still really um, envy. The, I really like those ones the most. I think. Yeah, proud of those, right? Yeah, yeah. You, man. Well, I mean, you got more to come, and and it's not like you're you're retiring anytime soon. So there's lots more opportunity, and mm -hmm. um, you'll 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 get more. Yeah, I retire seven times a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, these nights, yeah, maybe Sunday night. This Sunday night, I'll take a break and I'll a pre bowl, right? Yeah, it, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what you bowled for the pre bowl, but that's that's another topic for for hours. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I shot I shot eleven eighty. Yeah, um, Dexter, we're gonna get to you, but we gotta answer some of these guys out there. I see Scott Barber chirping. <laughs> uh, Scotty, I don't know if you've been listening since the beginning, but we talked about having a, a league competition from cross-country things. So it sounds like we'll have a little weekly competition against you and your buddy. Uh, I'd say all of your buddies, but you don't have that many. So um, in, in league competition. So chirp, chirp, bud, chirp, chirp. Um, and yes, Jen, I saw you mentioned there about first wins with Johnny. There is a trend there. Good call. I won my first open, uh, 2003, three, yeah. 
2003 with Johnny. So mm-hmm. sounds like Mark just needs to bowl in every single tournament that there is out there, right? So it's uh, that is, there's <laughs> so he can get more people their first wins. I'm sure he'd like that. It works. It works out that way when we were kind of working into our prime while he was leaving it. Yeah. Dexter, how about you? I mean, you've, um, you know, in all fairness, Carrie and Tim were, you know, early 2010s and middle. You're sort of the late, the last couple, few years coming on really strong, and and some of these wins of the Open. I mean, obviously the the teams are a little bit earlier, but. You know, Masters in 2017, Autumn Open 2018, you know, 2020 WC Player Player of the Year, Runner Up, all these things. So, uh, whoa, 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 Daryl, Daryl, I won, I won TPC in 2010. Well, that's, that's yeah, so one, many years before one, Tim won Autumn Open. Open. Like one, one year, and then, and then you had. It looks like you had a little bit of, from your bio, and he's five yeah. years, man. Gar- this is my research. I'm doing yeah. research yeah. on you, Daryl. Daryl, he got skinny between those years. Yes, yes, yeah. there was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> those were his skinny years. You remember, like, what's your what's your favorite moment? Some of your your big wins here. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's gonna mimic a lot of a lot of what you know those two said. Um, twenty ten, like uh, the twenty ten Open was huge for me. It was awesome. It was such a unique experience. Um, you know, we were all pretty young still at the time. Like, it was a super young team. Um, we had some veterans on them and we had Bruce. I ended up playing anchor for majority of uh, provincials and ended up winning there. And, and uh, I don't, I don't know if there's a better feeling than, and he did it both at provincials and at nationals where, uh, you know, you win nationals and you come off the lanes and Bruce shakes your hand and goes, congratulations, you're a national champion. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get goosebumps like that again. Uh, It was such an absolutely amazing experience. And yeah, getting to play with Johnny and getting to play with Tim, um, you know, funny stories with Brett Mapstone. It was just such a fun, fun team um, that we just got along really well. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was super awesome. I, I really hold my 2010 TPC win in high regard. I, uh, I, I, I really uh, winning, winning the autumn open was awesome. And it, uh, but you know, 2010, I played really, really well that entire tournament. Um, I ran almost both sides. I think it's the only what one of the very few times that somebody faced somebody three times um, in one day, and that was Johnny. I faced Johnny uh, on the A side, beat him. Faced Johnny in the B side finals, lost. Immediately faced him again in the finals and beat him there. Um, but I was I was 23 years old. I was super young. I I, you know, I, I don't think I was super well known at that time. And uh, it was, I was able to get into a mental state where nothing phased me at all. Like I wasn't, I wasn't getting high. I wasn't getting low. Uh, it was just super consistent the entire time. And uh, I'm very, I'm very proud of that tournament. I am, even though it was a long time ago, it was 10 years ago. I think that was one of the most dialed in I think I've ever been. Uh, sorry, Johnny, you don't have to repost the sad face. I post it for you. <laughs> he, 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 Johnny won the following year. Yes, Johnny won the year after, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. beat me in the final. Yeah. Poor Johnny, I'm 2-0 two, I'm two on, two on him against, on our Tuesday Tuesday lunch dates. So I have <laughs> oh, You have annihilated him. Yeah. Do nothing, bud. <laughs> 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 it's hilarious too, right? We drive back to the office. 
And as soon as I get, the, get out of the car is when I said, well, I guess I'm two nothing, hey? He's like, I was waiting for you to say that, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Just, just before we go back into the office to ruin his afternoon, right? <laughs> um, Tim Dexter, what type of bowling balls are you guys using these days? Uh, well, Tim's answer is really easy. Um, um, I, I, mine not changed. Mine's changed. What, what, you've thrown them more so they've gotten marginally lighter yet? Yeah, probably, yeah. Okay. Um, I've been throwing uh, old Cyclones, uh, four and seven eights, but they're definitely worn down. Um, they've definitely worn down in size and weight, so they're they're in around three six, so they're a lighter ball. And I am switched between those and sometimes the Comanches, um, a duck pin ball, which is four and seven eights, three seven, uh, but a very, very hard ball, almost like uh Almost like an air myth or yeah. Evan Knight's gonna have to change the name of that bowling ball. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they make them anymore though. So I think we're okay. I know that you're uh, you know, some of the guys out there know their bowling balls. Um, but I'd say that you're probably one of the top guys that knows your knows your balls. Um, right? <laughs> very, so, very well. Very familiar you, with them. You can do some instruction videos or you can you can tell us a little bit about this ball and what it does and do some shots. So I think people would be interested to see that in action of what totally. is, what does your type of ball do when you're throwing it? Maybe you get a guest, you know, they're throwing balls too. So that's, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, Tim, absolutely. You were, you were going to say what bowling ball you use, but we cut you off three or four times in there. So what are no, we? It, it's the same. It's the same. Paramounts? No, uh, Olympia, Olympics. Oh, Olympia. Yeah, yeah. 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 Were, I use were those. They Olympias or Olympics, Tim? Whatever. I don't know what they are. They're they're <laughs> they're, 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 all, they're all the same. They're they the same. are Olympics. Clearly, Tim knows his balls. Yeah, um, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Dex knows my balls, Bobby. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's carry. Uh, got a question for you. So if you could play anybody in a match. Um, you know, we've asked some people before, have you thought about this, of who would that person be in the final of a, you know, a three-game uh, match play? Not just one, but a three-game match. Who's, who are you going to play? Um, obviously, I could pick a couple legends out there. Um, not saying that this person won't be a legend, but I want a rematch against Johnstone. H him beating me at the TPC, um, especially at, that was right after I won Regina the year before. Yeah. Um, I... And that was the year that all the the slower balls were scoring really well, right? That was the year all the ladies made the made the thirty twos. Um, yeah. And with my speed, that you would think that's a huge detriment. There wasn't a lot of hard throws that made that cut. And I uh, I switched my game on that. Uh, I think I three shifted that tournament. In my third shift, I changed everything up and made it all the way to the finals against Johnson and chopped my face off. So uh, I want that rematch. There you go. Well, come out and play on Tuesdays at lunch. Maybe I can start there. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim, how about you? Who are you going to play? You're going to play and get that one win? Uh, assuming you win, um, who would you play against for all the money? Oh. Uh, that's a good question. You, um, you've asked it 73 times and you haven't thought about who you play in the, yourself? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, you, uh, you should pick me because Daryl says you assume you win, and that's the only yeah. time it'll happen. Yes. So, I'll, I'll, pick you up. so yeah. I'll I'll pick two. I'll pick two. I'll pick a legend, and I'll pick a current player. Okay. <laughs> I I okay. I would honestly, I've never, I've never played Gino, and it's 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 like a legend part. Like I mean, like because I, I don't think, 
uh, but I'll never play Gino in my life. Even in, even in opens or nothing, I've never played Gino. So uh, it'd be kind of cool to play Gino at one point. Um, but if I had a chance for a high, like a, all the marbles again, and to play him and just to get the monkey off my back, I want to play Weber. Just because I have to get off my back at some point. So I would play Weber. And I, 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 I want him to eat my shit. That's what I want him to do. Yeah, and, you win, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's like a ten percent chance, but I mean, it's 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 a chance. <laughs> yeah. Nectar, right. how about you? Who are you playing? Um, I'm gonna say Tom Stevenson. Yeah, he was just. I, I remember watching him when he was younger, and just like he was just so good and so animated and uh, so analytical. And uh, obviously, we've looked that up to him forever, and I think it would have been super fun, super fun to play play Tommy, especially when he was super animated. Yeah, in the primes. I mean, there were so many people that were, um, you know, he could potentially play right in the in that legendary like you talk about some of these guys. So totally, yeah. Uh, sounds like Scott Barber wants to play me in a final or something because he's just chirping away. So how about you, Scott? There you go, pal. Okay. <laughs> And final. No, I not everybody on here won a TPC because you know the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so we got a couple of uh, perfect games to hand out here, fellas. And I got one more question for you after we hand out these guys. Yeah, for sure. So uh, over the last couple of weeks, I know we didn't do a podcast last week, but uh, Mr. Shane Chafe threw a perfect game. I do believe that's his first one, correct? It was his yeah. first one, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Taylor McCaw threw in here last Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yes, Thursday. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. The Golden yeah. Mile. At the Golden Mile. And I do believe that's his first one as well. So yeah. uh, some hot players out there, even though uh, not playing that often. Yeah. Not here in Sher Park or not from Bonnie Dune, eh? Whatever happened to all that Bonnie Dune big big scores? No one's playing there anymore, that's yeah. all. Yeah. 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 Um anyways, uh final question there for you guys is you know a little bit of what's next? Where are we? What do you what do you want to do from now? Um, you know, podcast related, uh bowling related, where where are we at? What's our state of the union here, middle of October and uh and moving forward? What's what's next for you guys? Uh Carrie, give her. Yeah, um obviously trying to push that team event thing, get that going. And uh I know I'm I'm gonna speak on behalf of Five Pin Universe. Um we got a challenge next week coming up. Um, we're, we'll post that tomorrow and people can tune in for that. It's on Tuesday at seven, I believe. Um, and yeah, just five pin universe pushing more media. We're going to try and do a lot more stuff. I have some ideas and all that good stuff. Obviously introducing you Daryl to the, the panel is a uh, huge for us. Um, cause I, I can't carry the load on this panel all the time. Look at the guys I'm dealing with. So <laughs> we're, we're heavy on the couch eh? when you're a talk show host they're the, they're the two guys on the side of the couch yeah <laughs> all, all jokes, all jokes. I'm, I'm definitely whoopee i'm definitely whoopee <laughs> we'll, we'll give nicknames from now on <laughs> but but tournament wise carrie obviously you want to you know still win some tournaments and still make the cuts and singles titles and all these things right yeah for sure and uh obviously like i said earlier a little bit of uh a swing change and um, uh, not so much practicing, just 
thinking of new ways how to score and stuff like that. It's obviously paying dividends right now. So um, I obviously want the tournament season to kick in so I can uh, utilize that while it's still good. Yeah, nice. Tim, how about you? What's uh, Where are we at? Sherwood Lanes, obviously tournaments, yourself, um, stuff. What's happening? Well, uh, when it comes to Sherwood Lanes, Dex and I just are just trying to keep us afloat and come up with something new and uh, trying to run. We're going to try to run events as best we can. I mean, cohort teams or something like that at the moment. Uh, we have some things on the go that I think we can come up with. But uh, as for like the five pin side, I mean, it's, it's going to be trying to try to manipulate things and try to get things going at a safe, safe manner. Right. I mean, it's a hard thing. We got to try to run something and try to get members. I mean, that's, it's, uh, it's kind of a catch 22. You don't have members, you don't get funding. Right. So it's kind of a, a way we have to figure it out. So I'm um, working on that. I'm excited. We get our first event this week. Right. And uh, we just kind of have to keep pushing things forward and, trying to get something out for our, our members and stuff like that. But um, sure, Bull, uh, it, it's, it's working. We're, we're, we're working progress, right? I mean, um, hopefully the numbers go down out here, right? And hopefully we, we don't have to worry about anything that they, they talk about on the news every single day of our lives. So uh, <laughs> it gets tiresome after a while. Yeah. But same thing for you. You know, when it comes to tournaments, let's see the WCBT. Let's see these open. Yeah. Let's see these things back going again. Because yeah, we we have to try. We have we're, to. Right? We're looking to build a build a, a resume and a status and a thing, right? Same thing for you, Dex. So what what are we looking to do here? Yeah, I mean, uh, long term goals. Uh, we've talked about this a few times. I I, I still want to try to find a way to get us onto like a betting site. Yeah. <laughs> we've 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 talked about this a few times, but I. Yeah. I um, I feel like a few of us needs to, you know, work together and build a committee and, and figure out how we can make that happen because I, I think that that will go hand in hand with Five Pin Universe and WCBT and all that stuff with the stats and, and the yeah. live streams and the media. And I, I think that that is something that could really push our game in the next, uh, you know, into, into the next gear and, and maybe yeah. maybe move our game outside of Canada even at this point. Um, people will bet on anything. So, um, well, it, it might be the exposure we need. Yeah. I heard you talk about that. Yeah. It, like, it might it might save the sport too, right? It very well could. Yeah. I heard you mentioned uh, one of your previous podcasts about, you know, at Eat Lane Center in the middle of Vegas Boulevard, right? To uh, have a novel oh, cool. thing. And you never know, right? Somebody with deep pockets who wants to try the next gimmick, who, who knows? Not that we're a gimmick, but that's sort of how we're seen. So, um, yeah. you know, exciting. You know, for me, guys, coming on board with this, I... I, I love building content, um, you know, getting creative and doing some different things. So, you know, I think we've talked about some of those extra different segments we're going to do as, as, as different yeah. as it is, try to make them, you know, a bit unique, a bit creative, the what's your score segment, or, you know, we talked about the rule, rule, what is it? Rule, rule roulette. You did that a few times ago, yeah. um, you know, just some different things, but you know what, it'd be great to see what do other people want to see from you yeah. guys? Right. If it's bringing in um, some of the past speakers who they did a great job, let's bring them back in as a panelist. Let's, you know, do a, a live stream just of this Tuesday bowlings or even of a Thursday night league. We talk about this or, a, or a, just building content. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm up branding. I think you guys have done a great job. There's tons of people across the country that do a great job in, in, in promoting their, the, the five pin bowling in their own centers and their own sport. Um, let's just keep doing it. I'm, I'm happy to be sort of in a way back. 
um, and uh, and looking to help out as much as I can and in, in building some stuff and sharing to my networks and you know getting in little jab fights with my buddy Scotty Barber, right? So yeah, I feel like I feel like Scotty is giving you mental toughness yeah. training right now. I feel like that's what it is. It's just nonstop. Now I know he's just going to be. It's like, it's like a little dog shocker. Actually, I have one that I'm wearing right now, and every time he gives me a it gives me a jab, it's it's diving in, right? I think he wins tonight on me, though. Johnny got a few. Tim got hit a few, right? Dexter, you know, deflected a couple. But it's fun. Yeah. This, well, is, this is cool, guys. So I'm super excited you're on board, Daryl. It's rejuvenating. Yeah, me too. So thank you. You know, what do people want to see, right? And let's keep building. I love the, you know, my kids love the dude perfect, right? And the overtime and the stereotypes and these types of things. Um, and they worked at it and worked at it before it went viral. So who knows, right? Yeah. That's uh uh, maybe we're the next dude perfect in a bowling scenario or, yeah. you know, the bar. Five, five we'll be stereotypes. Yeah. We, 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 do we, do we need to work on a TikTok? I mean, I don't know how to yeah. do a TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Barstool sports, right? <laughs> you know, look at these different podcasts and different things out there. I'm not, I, I don't know how each and everyone works, but I'm up for, for anything, give them some try. Right. So it's all about building content. Totally. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, before we move on to too much other stuff, I I know a lot of people are interested in game worn attire and stuff like that. <laughs> and Dexter Wiseman has an amazing shirt that he wants to raffle off. Um, if anybody's willing to pay for it, uh, he wore it at the Autumn Open celebration for the qualifying shift. He did make the cut. It's uh, he he may have sweated in it a bit. Um, but uh, it, do we want to show it, or do we want to see if no. we get any bids on it? Any yeah, bids. no, you could show it. You could show it. Go ahead. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you yeah. sure? All right. Well, if people don't know, he uh, ripped his shirt in uh, frame three or four of game eight under frustration, and uh, he tried to rip it sideways, but or vertically, but it just ripped horizontally. <laughs> I wore a crop top, ladies and gentlemen, and and according to the rule book, there is no rule against a crop top. <laughs> but there is now. But, but every yeah. time, every time I went to go give double high fives, you know what? I showed off my nipple. Uh, you know what? You know Did what? You uh, that picture, Carrie. I actually thought it was one of those gimmick shirts. It was like screen printed the belly on. It's the not. No. That's not. That my belly is the model for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh. Oh man! So, no. If anybody wants it, <laughs> put in a bid. We'll ship it to you. You know what? Just send it to Barber so you can put it on podcast next week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be too tight for him. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Though, all credit to Scotty Barber. Um, not all credit. Let's be honest here. But I've, I've, in my coaching days, I've talk to some people about a philosophy or something that Scotty taught me back in the day, um, gave me a life lesson was if you're boxing, it only take jabs, just keep taking jabs all day long. Don't take uh, body blows and uppercuts, right? So when you're playing in a match, just think about it. This and you <laughs> sometimes do it when I'm teaching kids or, you know, adults, you're going in a jab. You can take this. No problem. <laughs> Dexter, I think I did this to you, didn't I? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Randomly slapped me yeah. in the face twice. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> the moment you take a body blow, you're bent over like this. Or the moment that you take a, an uppercut, oh, why, why, right? That's the moment that your opponent has you. So there's mental toughness for you. 
is just take jabs all day long. I can we can take jabs. You can go a 15 round fight with jabs, right? But a body blow and uppercuts, if you let those hit, you're you're done, right? So yeah. Um there's the mental Probably. toughness. I still remember that, Scotty. <laughs> Perfect. We're good. All right. Well, DB, thank you very much for hosting Thanks, this DB. segment. Um, yeah, that was awesome. It was awesome. And thank you for joining the panel. Um, we'll obviously carry the load with you over the next uh, so many podcasts before yeah. you leave yeah. us too. But uh, <laughs> no, we'll, no. Uh, we'll, we'll try and keep this going good. Um, so I just want to thank All Star Bowling Sales again for sponsoring this episode and all our patrons for um, making this possible, um, keeping these subscriptions alive and making content. And next week is the challenge on Tuesday night. So I don't believe we'll have a podcast next week, but the following week we will try and do one or maybe we'll spring something up. Who knows? This thing is on a whim, um, however we feel. And uh, if there's content to be had, we'll try and produce it for you guys. Thanks guys for coming on. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Thank you, Daryl. Thanks Daryl. Really appreciate it, buddy. Great job. Yeah.